Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger on WAOV. Gary Hackney, our guest, representing Vincennes Rotary. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Great to be here. Uh, we'd love to have you. It's the last time we talk in 2023. Hard to believe, isn't it? You know, <laughs> I'm already starting to write 2024 down. So time, time flies, as you know, and as you get to be an older person like myself, time goes even more quickly. Right. Well, I, I actually thought about you guys yesterday because I had McKenna Henderson on, the yeah. Lily Endowment winner from yes. Lincoln High School. And, you know, we're talking about scholarships. Correct. So when I think about scholarships, Correct. I think about Vincent's Rotary. That's one of the things I'm going to talk to you about today. Uh, I have three things to talk to you about. Of course, obviously, the raffle. Mm-hmm. And uh, your station does a really nice job of promoting that for us. Um, and we appreciate that. Yesterday at Rotary, we celebrated that we had sold 800 tickets. You know, we sell a total of 1,000. And so there's still tickets to be purchased if people need them. Uh, and there's a lot of different ways you can purchase a ticket. $52, you know, I've, you've heard the spiel. You can win 250 bucks a week. On the last Tuesday of the month, there's two drawings, one for 250 and one for an additional prize. But if you're interested in buying stocking stuffers or those last minute items, or you want to get a couple for yourself, you can see me or any other Rotarian. They're $52, and we would love to have you in our drawing. Absolutely. So that'd be great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful reason to do it. Yeah, and it's, you know, people say, well, I never, I, I put my name in there before, but I don't win. And I think, don't look at it that way. <laughs> look at it as a $52 donation to support the community and all of the things that Rotary does. Uh, one of which, and is the second thing I'm going to talk to you about today, wreaths across America. Mm -hmm. The Vincent's Rotary Foundation supports the Wreaths Across America program. I think this is our seventh year. We uh, partner with Kiwanis and purchase wreaths. People can purchase wreaths in honor of the, a loved one, a neighbor, a friend, a military person that they are uh, affiliated with, associated with. And we place those wreaths on the graves of those folks out in Memorial Park Cemetery, but also if somebody would like to take a wreath to their family plot, wherever that may be, they can certainly get a wreath there as well. And if, you, if you're just now hearing this and you don't know about it, you can come out on Saturday morning, this coming Saturday at 11 o'clock, and you can actually purchase a wreath to take and put wherever you wish. Um, they're $17. Our goal, which we've never met, is to put a wreath on the grave of every veteran in the cemetery and of course being a a military town if you want to go back to revolutionary war days there are literally i think uh, between three and four thousand veterans buried in memorial park we general generally generate enough funds to purchase a little over two thousand wreaths and so we put those on the grave sites with help from our interact students and some other volunteers who help us do that. I'm the master of ceremonies. I kind of get things kicked off at 11. Mm -hmm. We have a really nice kind of a, I think a very um, emotional type of a ceremony to start things off. And then we put the wreaths down. It's a wonderful, wonderful cause. I like how, I know Kiwanis talking a little bit about Rotary. Rotary talks about Kiwanis. It's a little friendly fire here. It but, is. But you all come together for a great cause. Yeah, it is. You know, we compete with them on bell ringing for the Salvation <laughs> Army. 
but really, I mean, we're all really good friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And we have them. They come to our meeting, and they invite us to their meeting occasionally, and we, have, we share speakers. So you know, it's all good people, all working to uh, improve our community in whatever way we can. Okay. Yep. And then you mentioned scholarships. You know, it is actually beginning to be scholarship time, you know, with uh, the announcement of the Lilly scholarship winner. That kind of, I think that sort of kicks off the season, if you will. Although I've been working on uh, the Rotary scholarships, getting them ready. I generally send those out to the county school counselors and administrators shortly after the beginning of the year. And then they'll have until 1st of March to gather those up and fill out the application and send them in. And as you, I've told you before, we award Rotary Awards uh, in the neighborhood of $26,000 a year. Here again, Ed, that money comes from the Rotary Raffle. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, that's great. I mean, that's it all. I guess we don't realize how many individuals are affected by the Rotary Scholarship and also what you guys did last year, I think it was the first year, Not, it's another type of scholarship Correct. too. And not just for those who are going for academics, but for somebody who wants to go into the industrial arts Correct. or whatever. We call it the Vocational Trade Award. Uh, and it is actually not a scholarship. A person does not have to have you know, a 3.9 or a 4.0 GPA. Uh, maybe they want to become an electrician, and so we do. We have set aside some funds for kids that can apply for those as well. Okay, we feel good about that. I mean, if you listen to you know the national news, there's a lot of talk about students that are you know not going collegiately as much, but they may want to get into the trades, and so we feel like we're really on the bleeding edge of of what that's all about. Right. Okay. So anyway. Uh you got this guy, you got a lot going on here, and it's in the year. I mean, we do. I mean, we really uh, do. The back to the, the raffle itself, by the way, license on file. I want to make sure we <laughs> there say we go. that. All right. Um, the money that you raise it directly goes into the scholarships. Now, how do you, I guess, decide how much a scholarship is worth? Um, it's sort of a traditional thing, and, and it's, it's based on you know what our budget's been in the past. If you look, if you think of it this way, Ed, we sell a thousand tickets for fifty-two dollars, so that's fifty-two thousand dollars. Okay, half of that, fifty-two thousand, goes into our scholarship program. So that's kind of how it's determined. Then we also have a couple of scholarships that were uh, established by f- Rotarians, former Rotarians, Stephen and LaRoche who are both Rotarians uh, in our club. Steve's a former district governor. Um, They established a a, a scholarship in their name through Vincent's University. Um, A good portion of our scholarships are attached to VU, but not all of them. Our major scholarship that used to be, we used to call it the Cronenwet. We no longer are using that name anymore. We're just calling it the Vincent's Rotary Club Scholarship Award, Mm -hmm. uh, something like that. Um, if you are the recipient of that award, that money can go to any college of your choice. So it's not just geared just to be you. Mm-hmm. All right. The, um, again, the best thing to do though is check with your guidance counselor. For sure. And, uh, I'm going to be hosting the guidance counselors and administrators at a luncheon to talk about the, you know, the parameters and how to encourage students to get involved in that sort of thing. Uh, I think we have a really good program. I've been doing it for a while. Uh, I, I, I told the club that 
uh, in a couple of years, I'm going to hand that off to someone. And they reminded me that it was a lifetime commitment. I, did, <laughs> I didn't really know that. <laughs> Guess what? You do now. <laughs> well, that's just great. You know, this, these scholarships, somebody might be saying, you know what? I just don't have the grades or I just don't know if I really qualify. You never know until you apply. Yeah. Um, all scholarships, and I'm not just talking about Rotary, because I also oversee the scholarship program for Vincent's Community Schools, and as you know, I used to be at the hospital, and I worked there. I was part of the Lilly Committee for a while. There are, there are scholarship dollars that are left on the table mm -hmm. that do not get awarded. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, make sure you get those in, right? You bet. It's, the time's coming soon. Not yet, but pretty soon. Okay. And get those tickets my goodness, yes. there's only 200 left. Yeah, I mean, I, I really encourage people to be involved cause, just because it's your opportunity to do something f for somebody else. All right, okay. Uh, we do have a couple of minutes left. I do want to talk about this past year. Uh, you guys have done a lot, of course. Uh, when you look back at, at uh, 2023, I mean, you know, new president, you had new event, uh, new projects. Correct. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a lot. I mean... We, you know, we always have the district grant opportunity for all all Rotary clubs. You have to fill out an application, and, and you put some money up front, and then it gets matched by Rotary. So we did, in the last year, we renovated the soft, well, I don't know, the baseball diamond, the diamond, at uh, Wabash Trails down on the lower part mm -hmm. of the park. Um, I don't think that's really quite finished yet, and, of course, now it's probably all covered up with Christmas decorations, mm -hmm. but yeah. uh, we, we did that, redid that, new fence, new backstop, benches, uh, baselines, bases. Mm -hmm. uh, Kristen's Place, which is out by Four Lakes, that was one of our projects that we've done and worked on that in the last year. We, we've been involved with the pickleball folks uh, to help with them. We're, we put new picnic tables, I think they're there, at the Riverfront Pavilion. I mean, you can just see the I'll say the the image of Rotary, the trademark, our branding, um, just about anywhere you look. Right, right. Now, if you'd like to be a member of Rotary, how do you go about doing it? We would love for you to be a member. Contact me or any other Rotarian. Uh, we would love to talk to you about what it means to be a Rotarian. You know, there, there is um, some requirement. There is some cost involved because you have to pay to come and eat lunch, and there's dues. Uh, it's not exorbitant, but we would love to talk to you if you're interested in being a part of a club that is not only really active, but it gives you an, a wonderful opportunity to network with others um, in the community. One last thing, Ed, la during the Chris Kendall market, I, I organized and set up, we had, we had a sausage booth at the Chris Kendall market, and we cooked these brats, Dennis Cordes and I, and then a bunch of Rotarians helped us. We cooked, and we had so much fun. And, of course, you know Cordes. He's oh. crazy. Uh, he was responsible for the brats, and I did all the background logistical stuff. And we just had, on that Friday evening before the parade and on Saturday, we just had a ball selling. We sold out, uh -huh. and Rotary donated the proceeds from our booth to the Salvation Army. That's great. Wonderful. All righty. Well, appreciate you coming in today. A, a very busy man. I know things to do before the end of the year. Uh, congratulations on another wonderful year. But really, your year's not over. I mean, no. it's a calendar year, but your year continues. We so. got a couple more, yeah, a couple more weeks before the end of, the, of December. And then uh, ro the rotary year actually doesn't end until June. 
Um, but um, you and I are two busy guys. <laughs> okay. We try to be. All right. Gary, thank you so much. Have a happy holiday. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you. All right. Stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Back on the morning chat with Ed Ballinger on WAOV. Cheryl Werman, our guest this segment. And, you know, we had Cheryl on last month. New adventure, new place, new everything. Tell us about it. Yes, yes, yes. I am the public relations manager for the Family Health Center. We have offices here in Vincennes, Washington, Petersburg, and Lagodi. And uh, this past July, uh, what happened was the Samaritan Center offices for behavioral health services in those same counties broke away from the auspice agency of the hospital and we merged with the Family Health Center. Um, So now we operate under that name. And really what it does is it allows us to provide integrated health care, which is that whole mind, body, social care in one location. So you can see your primary health care provider or and a behavioral health care provider in the same building. And they're a team working together to provide the best quality care for you. Instead so, of going from point A to point B, you have them all together. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, we're very rural. I mean, we don't like to think that we're rural, but we are in comparison to Indianapolis or Chicago. And we don't have that public transportation system. So one of the things that the federal government, and, of course, we've known it for a long time, is that we see people miss appointments because they don't have transportation uh, you know guaranteed or reliable transportation so if we can put that health care that they need in one location and they're only worried about one appointment to schedule or one stop it makes it much easier and we see that patients come for those follow-up visits more regularly and we have less missed appointments and so we want to try to do that because we know you know those appointments aren't scheduled just for fun those are important appointments uh, whether it's your annual screening or follow-up from some sort of testing but it's imperative that we have those visits take place as scheduled so what we can do to help that and minimize those missed appointments we want to do so um, that was kind of the main focus of getting us merged together so eventually you'll see all of our buildings and some of them have that now You'll have primary health care physicians and behavioral health care physicians all in one location. Our Washington Avenue office is the best example of that. Um, we have uh, Dr. Bodensteiner, and then we have three nurse practitioners who are there every day. And then we have a psychiatric nurse practitioner and three therapists on staff as well. So it gives us that full comprehensive care model that we will be incorporating in the other facilities. We also are able to do basic lab tests there as well. So it makes it really nice because that's one more step that we're taking out of people having to go and do by being able to do those blood draws. So that is the end goal for all of our buildings. Um, The only other location we have those same full services are there in our Pike County Family Health Center in Petersburg. So um, 
it's it, it's great. It's working very well. We're seeing more success with our patients. Uh, again, the, with those uh, follow-up appointments are being met, and uh, we're seeing great strides and improvements in our patients' overall health care. Okay. So I think it explains a lot. It's, it's a convenience sake. And, um, uh, you know, I think sometimes, you know, we think about mental health and physical health, two different things. Yes. But, but they can cross paths they do they do and a lot of times uh studies have shown and research shows that a lot of times when somebody comes for the primary health side when you drill down into whatever that issue is a lot of times like i believe the numbers 82 percent of the time it's really an undiagnosed mental or behavioral health care issue that really needs to be addressed rather than the physical ailment that they truly feel. Um, a lot of times people aren't recognizing that it is a behavioral health care issue that's truly troubling them. And so when we can get that comprehensive team looking at everything, getting that metabolic panel test through blood work and evaluating everything as a whole, have, we're able to see that we can go in and work on that hidden behavioral health care issue and then that alleviates a lot of those physical component pains um, I myself you know that was something for me that I didn't even begin to think about and um, when I came and took the position at Samaritan Center to start talking about what we do it really surprised me to see that that's a lot of times the issue those underlying undiagnosed issues and um, Really, we need to think of those no different than somebody who, say, has high cholesterol mm -hmm. or is diabetic. Um, you know, we're really easy to talk about those things and say, yeah, man, I just, my blood work came back and, you know, now I'm going to have to go on this diet because I have high cholesterol and I got to take a pill. We, we talk about that so easily, but when we, when we talk about the chemical imbalance with mental health, we're not so open to talk about that mm. and, and acknowledge that we have those issues and that we need to take medication and be aware of those symptoms. And, and really, that's all it is. A lot of times that these mental health conditions really are just that chemical imbalance, the same as the cholesterol. And by taking medication, we can get those balances back in place and have a whole new person. And they're feeling so much better about themselves and thinking more clearly those physical ailments go away because they have the energy to exercise. They have the rationale to eat healthier and think clearer and have more happy, better thoughts than feeling miserable and aching and those kind of things. So getting that mental health piece addressed can really help so much in so many ways. So what are you guys aiming for the first of the year now? I mean, you're relatively new. Yes. I mean, it is the holidays. But I mean, you're, I would think right now you're in a, a, a time frame where it's like, okay, we're ready to take off. What are we aiming for right now? What are you trying to get the message? Are you just getting the message out or? We just want to tell our story because so many people don't understand what the Family Health Center was doing as that primary health clinic those those initial years. And then now the behavioral health piece is in there and why? Why did we do this? Why is it important? Why do these two need to work hand in hand? So sharing our story is very important because we want to help our community have the best health possible. And with being a federally qualified 
qualified health center, um, we're allowed to provide those services whether or not a patient can actually afford it. You know, we have patients who don't have health insurance. We have patients who have health insurance, but maybe it's not very affordable as far as co-pays or testing or those kind of things. And so we are staffed with what we call healthcare navigators who work with those patients to make sure that we can get them connected to a better health insurance plan or funding to help offset those costs. But what's also nice is we have the overall wellness component of everyday living. So if somebody is struggling with food in the home or uh, transportation issues, we work with our community partners to get them connected with a food bank, a food pantry, or uh, we provide tokens for Van Gogh services to help them have that transportation to and from their appointments. So we, we address the whole issue with the family, not just the physical mental health, but then we look at that social service component as well and can connect to our community resources. So we, we want to tell our story. And then the other thing is access to care is so critical. Um, when somebody's in crisis or somebody's considering asking for help, when they make the decision to pick up the phone and call to make an appointment, we can't let them wait too long. Mm -hmm. It's taken them a long time to get the confidence to pick up the phone to call. So we want to make sure that when they make that call, we're able to see them in a timely manner. And, you know, the industry average in mental health is around 30-day wait. And uh -huh. that's just, wow, that's just incredible for me to even think that when I call, I have to wait 30 days. And so um, when we had our new leadership come in a little over a year ago, he said, you know, that's that's something we've got to we we we've, we've got to get rid of that. That's not acceptable. So, um, <clears throat> through our processes, our our management system have done a great, phenomenal job of reducing the amount of wait time to get in, to get those initial assessments and get in the system. So um, we're doing very well with that. I think our numbers float around uh, ten business days. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's still not enough. So, you know, we want to look at our scheduling processes, our, our schedule appointments. Um, you know, we do sometimes have availability for a walk-in uh, assessment and treatment that same day. But we're looking to try to improve that so we can have that in all of our buildings and have that av available every day, whether it's somebody who's decided they're ready to become sober or it's somebody in a mental health crisis who needs to talk to somebody today. So, um, you know, those, those are our two big focuses, you know, trying to get the most appointments available, having those emergency appointments available, and then telling our story so people can come and, and get our services. Okay, so where can I get more information? The easiest way to do it is go to our website, and that is yourfhc.org, and that's Y-O-U-R, fhc.org has all the information about our locations our providers and what services are available or you can always give us a call at 833-777-7342 okay and again uh do you have a website we do it is your fhc okay dot org uh, that's right okay i thought you said that and then i thought maybe i didn't hear okay uh, and that's where they can get a lot of information. There. Absolutely. Absolutely. All the phone numbers for each individual location is listed there. And the, and the one last thing I'd like to throw in here is 
you mentioned it's the holidays and those sometimes aren't always happy and can be a struggle so um, we offer a crisis line so if you are having a bad day and you need somebody to talk to um, it's plastered on our website but the number is also 833-644-3575 833-644-3575 and one last great piece of information that's awesome and we encourage this for our kiddos our teens and adolescents as well is sometimes we don't always want to talk sometimes we like to text and so there is a national uh, crisis hotline that's available you can call or text 988 and you'll have be connected with a crisis uh, center provider and um, there's actually specialties there as well teens vets uh, lgtbq mm-hmm. um, so there are specialties available within that as well so um, always always availability in case you find yourself in a bad day all right appreciate you coming and have a great day thank you all right stay tuned med edition is next on waov